0: Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. How are you? I'm fine.
1: (laughs) I, uh, you didn't answer me when I said I was leaving work, so I assumed that you had, like, gone somewhere or fallen asleep again (laughs) or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we were exercising.
1: Yeah. So I ordered Chipotle and now I'm full. (laughs)
0: actually at that point in time we were eating chipotle we exercised before that yeah see so we, we had a chipotle party and didn't even know it yeah us. <laughs>
1: mine i think
0: they got like i think
1: my burrito was like the last of the sofritas because it was real wet <laughs> like every time i took a bite it was just like taco tofu juice just Aww. out the side juice everywhere yeah it's everywhere. good though but out full
0: <laughs> yeah same 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 Chipotle's always so good. We got a large order of chips and rice, or not chips and rice, (laughs) chips and guac today. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it was delicious. I do
1: not like guac. So I've never had it, but I know it costs extra because that's in everybody's Tinder profile. Still in 2020.
0: Why? I don't know. Yes, I know the guac costs extra. Yeah. Weird people
1: are weird.
0: How was your week?
1: My week? It's only been six days since I saw you last.
0: Right? Six (laughs) instead of seven?
1: Yeah. My week was fine. (laughs) Nothing really happened. No, that's good. Are people getting back to your normal schedule? (sighs) Well, we've been back to our normal schedule for like a minute. Your new normal schedule?
0: Your new normal schedule, right? Yeah. Until
1: 6 p.m.? Seven. Oh, okay. It was eight, but now it's seven, unless we get too many complaints about it. Okay, that's right.
0: Yeah. It was, I couldn't remember the exact times I knew it was an hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's an hour less, but <laughs> I'm opening, so it's really one hour less a week, I realized, because I only close one day a week now. Oh. That's different, at least. I work doubles on the weekends, but... That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's fine. I don't like having to get up <laughs> at, like, 5 a.m., but... Well, no. But it gets it out um... of the way early. Yeah. But it's not like I can, like, do anything. If I'm at work until 7... Then at least I can, like, sleep in and have some coffee and, like, watch TV and do whatever I want to do in the morning and then go to work and then come home and then it's, like, chill-out time. (laughs) But if I'm opening, I have to get up super early. I'm there until 1. And then I'm so tired that I just come home and, like, take a fucking three-hour nap and because I can't go do anything anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's too fucking hot.
1: Well, and... Because it's irresponsible to go out and do things right now.
0: Well, that too. But, like, I was thinking Arizona weather. Oh, I would just, like, go to the movies or something.
1: But I did make an outing yesterday or the day before. I don't remember. Friday. It was Friday. (laughs) I went. After work, I went. We have a, like, outdoor mall near us. And it was so weird. Like, I, because I ordered food, because I wanted their fries, because yeah. they have, like, the Cajun fries, and I got a pina colada, like, it's, it's a, I think they, it's a smoothie, air quotes, it's a smoothie, <laughs> it's a fucking milkshake. Smoothie. It's a pina colada flavored milkshake with, like, real strawberry in it. It's so Ooh. good. Yeah, it was so good. But I realized, halfway through drinking it, that I realized why it f- tasted so familiar, <laughs> because I like the pink drink from Starbucks, which is also... Coconut milk and strawberry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just basically the exact same thing, but theirs was frozen. Their version of the pink drink. Yeah. But it's real good. And it's in the little marketplace. And it was so weird. There was nobody there. I mean, there were people there, like, because they have outdoor seating for, like, everything here. Because it's nice all the time. All the time. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. So... There were some people like, you know, went to Chipotle or whatever and were like sitting on the patio. I almost got pooped on by a bird. I literally like right in front of where my foot stepped. (laughs) Like if I had stepped like an inch farther, it would have been on my foot. On your foot? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh no, but the the birds are going crazy there because there's no one. So they're just like hanging out everywhere, like (laughs) just zooming all around.
0: It was so weird. Loving That's where we go space. to the movies.
1: The movie theaters still closed. <laughs> it was so yeah, weird. I got
0: Mass gatherings probably will be closed for a while.
1: Yeah. Most of the places were closed. Uh, Bath and Body Works was closed. Victoria's Secret was closed. One of the little like, boutique clothing stores was open. But I don't think there was anyone in there. What, some of the stores had signs up that were like, please limit nine customers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> That is weird. Yeah. Someone said hi to me. Just like another person who was walking by. They're like, hello. Oh. And I'm like,
0: hi. hi. I think day. I just
1: nodded at him. I'm like, hmm. But also, I parked on the wrong side because <laughs> I oh. was thinking it was where the other smoothie place is by the movie theater that we go to. And it was definitely the entire other end. And I was like, cool. I have to walk all the way over there and all the way back. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> Super suck. Yeah. But I had delicious fries and a smoothie.
0: Yum. Speaking of delicious fries and smoothie milkshakes, earlier, like, three or four weeks ago, Stefan and I took a trip down to um, Kaiser, where they have an In-N-Out. They opened an In-N-Out in Kaiser, Mm -hmm. which is, like, 40 minutes south of Portland.
1: I thought (laughs) when you said, which is like, I thought you were about to explain (laughs) In-N-Out. Oh, no, which is only, like, 40
0: minutes south of Portland. Yeah. So, first of all, we waited in line for two hours. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is wild in and of itself. Which is good though, because we had eaten fairly recently and we needed our food to digest. (laughs) Which was a great time to say, "Hey, let's drive to Kaiser and (laughs) wait in line for two hours." (laughs) Like you just ate. (laughs) Like we we planned it, right? So we get there and all of the in and outs have the umbrellas, right? Like the umbrella tables outdoors. Mm -hmm. Well, this one has permanent umbrella table, like like umbrellas, Mm -hmm. like. They're windproof basically because it winds and rains here so much, and then it has like the traditional archways, but they Pacific Northwestified it, and it has rock instead of stucco for like half the building, and then it has the traditional stucco on this like up the side to make it look like In and Out. But they've totally like made the patio space very Pacific Northwest yeah. themed, and I'm like, I see you In and Out. Like you had to <laughs> had to make it fit. <laughs> Yeah. I like it, but it was also a little weird to see permanent umbrellas rather than the ones that they just close and take down every night. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. we have, they opened a white castle out here. Oh. It's the it's insane. I haven't driven by. I don't know what the wait is like, but literally people camped out for like a full week at least. Oh my Before God, the I opening, actually... it was
0: insane. The line was like four hours. One of my college professors down at ASU tweeted about it a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. The lines were Also, White Castle, I might lose some points here with some people, but I fucking hate White Castle. I've never been to White Castle. do not like it. They do have some sort of
1: veggie burger slider, but like, I don't care that much. (laughs) Just don't. Do
0: yourself a favor and don't. I promise you. Well, it's definitely not worth four hours, so. No. I've had it a handful of times, and every time I've regretted it. The last time I had it was in Vegas in probably 2018. Mm -hmm. And Stefan was dead set on trying it. And I was like, fine, we're going to fucking try it. And he regretted the shit out of it. Actually, no, I didn't even get anything. I didn't even get anything there. He got it there because I I knew that I didn't like it. Yeah. And he got it and was sick to his stomach for hours afterwards. I was like, I told you. You guys probably weren't high enough. (laughs) (sighs) No, there's been times where I should have probably liked White Castle for how stoned I was in the moment, but none of that ever settles well with me. Yeah. So that's just a no-go. Hard pass for Nicole. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Del Taco. (laughs) I've never had it. I've never really... I mean, they started doing,
1: like, Beyond Tacos and stuff. It's just... I prefer Taco Bell. Like Taco Bell doesn't have any of the meat substitutes, but it is one of the few fast food places that is certified uh, vegetarian and vegan because their beans don't have fat in them. So That's sweet, yeah. So you just get it without like the cheese and sour cream. But I just prefer like Taco Bell if I'm gonna get Mexican fast food.
0: Yeah, I like their hot sauce. Yeah, they're like, them and Taco Time have like the best hot sauces in my opinion. Yeah, I love Taco Time. <laughs> I think I've, I've had it been once there in a while. They have real good hot sauce. They had it. Like the hot sauce.
1: I think I had it once during basketball state when we were at the mall.
0: You probably did actually. Yeah. They didn't have a location at the Spokane Mall. Yeah. Well, they're in every mall.
1: <laughs> That's kind cool. of their their business their thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's that, but they also have like standalone locations too. Yeah. I can't think of one, but yeah, they, I'm they, they have two they do. in Longview. Oh. There's one. I went there
1: right across from grocery actually right across from fucking taco bell no all i can see is dutch brothers and starbucks
0: yeah so it's (laughs) right across the street from the dutch brothers like i got nothing i'm
1: completely blind to wherever (laughs) that store is
0: that's crazy because it's been there forever and then they have a location in the wilco parking lot in kelso Mm. like the old highlander building oh yeah 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 yeah. no that one i that one i remember the other one i got nothing and then they have a couple locations here in Portland too. I think they have one out in Sandy, one out in Beaverton. Like I said, I go there to I go there for the hot sauce and the crisp bean burritos.
1: Yeah, it's just a taquito.
0: I know I don't it's get
1: like, the, it's on a burrito. It's a taquito,
0: but it's so good. It's big enough to be a damn burrito, though. I don't it's know. Big. I got
1: it, and I remember it being basically a taquito. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I can see that, but like, yeah. I think it's big so it could be they can call it a burrito <laughs>
1: anyways so one of my cash customers not the one who insisted on paying me cash and tried to give me exact change and then tried to give me more and told me i could keep the change yeah someone from a while ago he came in today to pick up other stuff and he's like oh and i still owe you money is there any way to pay for that because they never contacted me and i'm like yeah they didn't contact you because we're not accepting cash yet i don't understand what's so confusing Right. I say, you're not going to pay for this either, dude. Well, he had a card this time because he knew that he couldn't pay for it last time. But I'm like, no, essentially, you've already paid it like that.
0: That transaction (sighs) is over. Yeah.
1: Like that's already happened. We basically just covered it for I basically put it on a fucking gift card. Like, (laughs) you know, essentially what it is. Get into the nitty gritty here. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, I'm just using our like in-house little gift card thing and putting it on there and they will contact you when we are accepting cash again like i told you when i did it <laughs>
0: <laughs> god yeah what was his response to that
1: or he's just like okay i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know how understand. else to explain to you that i'm like is that, you know because he's like is that is there any way to pay for that because they never contacted me i'm like no And you just, like, laughed. (laughs) Like, essentially, that's already been paid for. And then you'll just give us the cash
0: when we're taking it. But we're not taking it. Right. Like, we've marked it as paid. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not paid yet. Like, yeah, we'll call you when we're ready for your payment. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) To be honest with you, dude, you could probably get away with never, ever paying us. So... Yeah. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) I know.
1: Yeah. I don't know how they're keeping track of that. Because for some stuff, we have to send an email to, like, the office. But not for those. So I guess they're just keeping track of like whatever. The till discrepancy is? Well, it won't be the discrepancy because. Because there is no till. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know how exactly they're. I guess just whatever I write in the other column on
0: my deposit <laughs> slip. Probably. <laughs> my turn to go first this week? Yes. I exercise on my bicycle, mm-hmm. which is my first topic. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Okay. So the bicycle was built, or the very first bicycle was built in 1817 by a German baron named Karl von Dres. Uh It was originally called the Laus machine. <laughs> I probably am butchering that and I'm real sorry, which is German, obviously, because he was German, <laughs> for running machine. Huh. The running machine was a... Had a 50 pound wooden frame and was propelled forward by pushing your feet on the ground. So I kind of like envision this as a Fred Flintstone of bicycles. Yeah. Like that's how I envision this. <laughs> like it didn't have a chain, it had no brakes, and it had no pedals. So like you used your feet to stop and start the thing. So that's kind of how they <laughs> stop and start in the Flintstone. So that's what yeah. it makes me think of. Um, the. Press uh, I'm assuming, like the, because he was a baron, uh, the royal press called it the. It, for the English royal press called it J- the Dreyseen because his last name was Dryce and dry scene, uh f- in French, it was also called the velocipede and the hobby horse. I
1: have heard velocipede. I feel like that doesn't sound like a new word. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think anything that says "peed" reminds me of other words are similar. In the 1860s, French inventors developed pedals attached to the front wheel. Thus the name bicycles because they were on two wheels and had pedals at that point. They were also called bone shakers due to their rough ride because they didn't have tires. They were just wheels and spokes. In the hopes of adding stability, Eugene Meyer and James Starley introduced models that supported, or sorry, that sported an oversized front wheel and became the hot item of the 1870s and 1880s. So I'm sure you've seen, like, bicycles that look like this. They're huge front wheels and, like, tiny little back wheels. Yeah. So this model helped give rise to the first bicycle clubs and competitive races. thus the start of events such as Tour de France. Obviously not (laughs) that extreme, but (laughs) that started competition to lead to those events. Uh, they became too dangerous for most people to ride, uh, thus the modern name of Bicycle was born. In 1885, Englishman John Kemp Starley perfected a safety bicycle that featured an equal-sized wheels and a chain drive. Brakes and tires soon followed, and it became the template for the bicycle we know today. So, yesterday, that's kind of all the facts that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever, like, ride bikes as a kid?
1: <laughs> okay. So, I wasn't, like, the go-outside-and-play-and-climb-trees like kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't think I... I mean, I, 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 and also my parents worked, and, like, my dad traveled for work, so I didn't oh, that's right. really learn to ride a bike. I don't remember learning to ride a bike until I was, well... Do you know how to ride a bike now? I could ride a bike if, like, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know how to ride a bike, but... But it's not, like, something that's enjoyable for you. It's not something that I've done since... Before we moved to Washington, because it's not like we had anywhere to ride bikes at
0: That's that point. That's true, I lived on a hill. Yeah. I lived in the mountains. I got lucky, because I lived in a freaking neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few at that point. Yeah. Because we lived in a neighborhood, a bunch of people... Like, we had a kid crew. There was a bunch of us kids that, like, were all of the same age. hmm So, do you remember Ryan Smoke? He was... Him and his family were there. Peyton and her family. Blaine, the Schnubblies, like...
1: Basically everyone
0: from our class, and then like a year or two above and a year or two below. Exactly. Yeah. Like we all became friends. We would play hide and go seek and stuff in each other's yards, and a lot of times we would play neighborhood tag on our bikes. Mm -hmm. And I God would spend hours. Those were I was that kid that would go outside and play. Well, I was also all day long.
1: I'm not an only child, but like I was basically raised basically similarly to an only child. So
0: it was just me. My brother's 14 18, and a half years. 18. Oh, God. Wild. <laughs> 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 I forget. Like, I seriously thought I was, like, 14. I didn't realize I was 18. Anyways, Stefan and I rode six and a half miles yesterday and seven today for a total of 13 and a half miles all weekend, which I'm real proud of. I decided that I want to, now that I'm not in school, and I'm, it's kind of weird looking back at graduation now, like, hey, that's over with, like... I did that. Yeah. I decided that I want to incorporate fitness more into my lifestyle. So whether that be stretching, whether that be yoga, whether that be body squats right now or do body weight. You want to do this thing with me? What thing?
1: It's a okay, so in the episode where I talked about yoga, the that channel, Psyche Truth, yes. did like posted like a thirty day like it's a different video every day. Okay, So it's just like a 30-day challenge, and it's like, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes probably. I think some of them are like 10, because not all of them are like, hey, let's do this. Some of them are like, we're just going to like chill and
0: meditate. Down. Cool. When does it start?
1: <laughs> oh, it already started. I think it probably already
0: ended. It started like mid-April. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> you just like yeah. do it? Yeah. Go back and do it? Yep. Cool. Well, let's do that. Cool. Um, so today's ride of seven miles burned about 600 calories, which was freaking awesome. I'm proud of myself for that. Uh, Bike riding is actually my preferred cardio and aerobic exercise method. It's easy on the knees and I can do it for longer times than I can run. Um, Like I can pedal for an hour, no problem. But running for an hour. Well, because there's no like pounding on your... Constant pound. yeah. Yeah. Like huge impact. Yeah. But it gets your heart going as much or more because you can do it for longer. Yeah. That's why I do the treadmill. When I was doing... Or when I was playing basketball at LCC, I would wake up in the morning and go in early and play and do, like, an hour of cardio before we went and, like, lifted or, like, ran or something. Um, And then we would do, like, weights and conditioning in the afternoon as well as practice. And so I kind of developed this, like, love for cardio on the bicycle so transitioning to the real world where I have my own actual bicycle that can travel places mm-hmm. <laughs> has been awesome and easy. And so I've loved that. And Portland's a super bike friendly town. Yeah. Um, So it's real easy for me to like get out and ride. And so that's one thing I've kind of taken advantage of during quarantine is really taking advantage of that ability to go out and ride my bike. Yeah. Especially since ever- you live
1: like in town. You're not like in the, like, you know, in the outskirts. <laughs> exactly. Like I live
0: in the city. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the downtown core. Yeah. Did I ever tell you how I got...
0: My bike? I don't think so.
1: I don't talk about bikes that often, so...
0: Okay. You're going to have to edit the name of this store out because... I'll bleep it. Yeah,
1: I don't want them knowing. Oh, uh. my My bleep place is open again, by the way, just so you know. Oh, is it? hmm Oh. Both of them, that one and the waxing store are both open. Oh. Yeah, as soon as they were able to, they... Of course they did. Yep. Gross. Yep.
0: Gross. Um... <laughs> anyway. Anyways, so for Christmas, like is two years, I guess. Big Five? No. Okay. <laughs> continue it <is> then. <laughs> it is kind of a local store, which oh. is why I, I don't want, like, they have other locations, but, like, yeah. it's very specific to their them and their name. Yeah. So, Stefan bought me, actually, you don't have to believe, but I'll just not say it. <laughs> um, Stefan bought me a gift card to this store for Christmas one year. Oh, uh, I think I have bleep.
1: heard this story, but I didn't realize that you got a bike. Anyway, continue. Yes. Yes. I do know what you're going to say, but
0: tell it anyway. Okay. So he got me a $400 gift card to get some ski boots and some footbeds to fit my archy feet. My little archy feet. <laughs> and the day we went in to go buy my boots, my ski boots, and get fitted for my boots, their card machine wasn't working for whatever reason. Like, not their gift card machine, which was the same as their Visa machine. It was, like, all just down. Mm-hmm. So they were taking everything de- written down by transaction for per transaction right yeah like your card number the expiration expiration date like the uh, CCV number that's a lot of trust yeah <laughs> it is so they went to go read my gift card and obviously it didn't work so he's like well oh i'll just write yours down over here and started one for gift cards because he had like one for visas and like one for like he was gonna start one for gift cards so mm-hmm. we're like cool dude no problem so like two months later it was towards the end of ski season It was after tax season was over. Uh, I went to go buy some ski poles because I only thought I had like 30 bucks left, right? I go, I pay for these things and they were only like $19. So I should have had like $12 left. And the the girl hands me my card back and she goes, oh, you have $379.99. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you have $379.99 left on that. I'm like, what? (laughs) She's like, yeah, have a good day. I was like, thanks. Bye. (laughs) And so, like, I walked out. I looked at my receipt and sure as shit, they had never subtracted the 400 or the, like, $380 for the ski boots and footbeds. So I got a free pair of ski boots and footbeds from...
1: So long story short, Nicole story. stole ski boots from the store.
0: No, I did not. <laughs> I know. I tried to pay for those yeah. things. And they, on their own cells, <laughs> uh, because their card machine was not working yeah. and they must have lost my paper... That's not my fault. Yeah, they let me walk out the store with those. So, that said, I had been watching this bike on their website, the store's website, for like months. Um, this bike company is out of Bellingham, and uh, it's called Trader. Super awesome bike company. They're basically hand built bikes, customized for specific body types and purposes, obviously. But I'd been watching this specific bike, and it started at nine fifty. Well, it was on sale for like $420 and I had $379 on this gift card. So I only ended up paying like $40 for this bicycle out of my own cash money, which is a pretty fucking awesome come up in my opinion. Yeah. So I got ski boots, footbeds, ski poles and a bike for $40 Nice. off of a $400 gift card. <laughs> so that was real cool. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was like the sweetest come up ever. And like part of me was like, I want to tell them. But so much time had passed between transactions that I was like, they'd probably just say keep it anyways. (laughs) Like Mm. that's their culture there as well. Like, I mean, that's kind of the business business that they run. They're very like trusting, obviously, by yeah letting people walk out the door with their merchandise, full, well, knowing that if they lose the paper they're writing on, Mm -hmm. and it looks like this time they lost mine. So yeah, that sucks. Um, Yeah, but hey, what a deal. Yeah, dude. I, I do feel a little bit bad about it, but also at the same time, like, sometimes that's the way the world works. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's that. I do need a new bicycle seat. Hmm. Uh, the one that I have is too small. It feels like my butt, hip bone, pelvic bone is, like, hugging my seat. I need support. Um, so my butt hurts real bad. <laughs> I did learn something interesting doing research on this topic, though. Uh, the muscle groups that work while you pedal. Hmm. What So... <laughs> In the power phase of pedaling, which is like the downstroke, you use your gluteus muscles in your butt, the quads in your thighs, and the gastrochemius and soleus muscles in the calves. In the recovery phase of pedaling, which is the backstroke, the upstroke, and the overstroke, you use the hamstrings in the back of the thighs and the flexor muscles in the front of the hips. Which explains why my hips are so damn sore today. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen and a half miles is not that, like, long for bicycle riding. But when you have it ridden in a long while, six and a half miles in one day and seven in another is kind of a lot. Yeah. Uh, and we did some decent sized hills, too. Like, we rode over the Tilikum Bridge and the route we did today had a couple, like, short hills and then a couple, like, long prolonged ones. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Future upgrades I want to buy for my bike. Uh, One, I need to get a tune-up because I bent my back wheel when I had to ditch my bike going over a max track. Otherwise, I would have ate shit and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that. So, my back tire's a little funky. That needs to be fixed. And I want to get bigger tires and wheels. Uh, The ones I have now are super small. And to prevent further tire issues, I just need bigger tires and wheels, I think, for my body type. Uh, I also want to get mud and dirt guards because it rains here in Portland a lot and I don't want to be walking into work with mud spray up my back yeah that would not be good no (laughs) um but yeah that's kind of all i have about bikes Nice, yeah yeah i we didn't like ride bikes
1: like i learned how to ride a bike that was pretty much it (laughs) so i could if i had to but we really just rode it down to like the track at the school oh and back home (laughs) and then a couple years we took it camping and i would ride there I only fucked up once <laughs> when we were camping once. I was coming in too hot and it oh. was the light pole or like someone's canopy pole. <laughs> I was like, I'm going for the light pole. I'm not bringing down a tent.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. The tent would have been a softer landing, but also somebody's tent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were on gravel and tried to break too quickly and like ate shit.
1: No, but never did that. sounds worse.
0: Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. there was grass, but oh well there's that at least it weren't like on pavement or something yeah but yeah we rode bikes with kids all the time around the streeters area all the time mm-hmm. many a summers yeah <laughs> it's our main method of transportation between each other's houses yeah i always walked when i hung out there we just walked well we walked a lot too <laughs> but we also did a lot of bike riding yeah what is your topic so first of all this is the big 10 <laughs> we didn't talk about that at all No, but this is our tenth episode. God damn. Yeah. Ten whole weeks. That's two and a half months. Yeah. (laughs) It is. And we even What? It is. And we even like worked through a scheduling conflict last week and still recorded and got it put up on time. That's legit. We did. That's
1: most of the reason, I'm sure, that we decided (laughs) to upload on Fridays and record on Sundays. Exactly. Just in case, there's some issue. <laughs> but hey, we're consistent. Good yeah. Good job. So last week you talked about holidays, and we talked about Christmas, and that got me thinking about string lights, because we still have my Christmas lights up, and I have string lights in my room, and I think Kelsey has some in her room, a little bit, maybe. I don't go in there.
0: But string lights is my thing. <laughs> I love string lights. We. I was actually... Too. Just telling Stefan this morning that I want to do some online shopping and buy some for our house. Do it. I got mine at Target, and they look like they're the little, like, white bulb,
1: like, paper lantern ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're super cute. I like them. I have two sets because one of them barely goes halfway across my window.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those would match our Ikea lamp, our paper Ikea lamp, too. Mm -hmm. Probably. I got mine from Target. They're, like, 14 bucks. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, the little ball papery ones that spring open. Yeah. Target has a minimal selection, but they're affordable. That, I mean, hey, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> My sister got gifted some shark ones. My sister loves sharks. So one of her friends knew that and we're like, here I'm gonna get you some string lights. Also, they squeak. That's weird. It's very cute. Why do they squeak? <laughs> I I don't think they're intended to. I think it's just the air hole. Oh, okay. But like <laughs> they're soft and like squishy and pliable, so when they're warm, they, you can squeeze, squish them and they squeak through the air hole. So, Edward H. Johnson was
1: the vice president of the Ed- Edison Electric Light Company. Okay. He was friends with Thomas Edison. In December of 1882, he was the first person to display a Christmas tree hand-wired with 80 red, white, and blue little light bulbs. Oh. He was the first person. He is credited as the father of string lights. <laughs> in that's pretty cool. 1882. <laughs> he was in... 1882. It was in New York where he lived, I believe. I think it was New York. And the one of the papers, or the, I don't know, the press out there was like, no, he's just doing it for attention. <laughs> so they ignored it and they did <laughs> not write anything about it. But Detroit did pick up the story and that's why it cut on.
0: Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fun. So I just also noticed something. You said your, this happened in 1882. Mm-hmm. My bicycle topic also happened in 1882, which oh. makes me think of the connection that like big things happened in that time of the United States history, which I think is pretty freaking cool. Yes. Innovation. Yes.
1: Before string lights happened, people would bring their Christmas trees in and they would use candles, which seems dangerous <laughs> to me. Yeah, (laughs) to put fire (laughs) on a candle, live or like in a a dead tree. Yes. So, but they would fasten it by either melting the wax onto the branch or with pins. I don't know how you pin a candle to a tree. How's that going to keep a
0: cat from pushing it off a tree? Like it's
1: 1882. Do you think anyone gives a fuck about cats? (laughs) All the cats are running in the streets.
0: When did cats become domesticated?
1: I'm sure they were domesticated, but everyone's throwing them outside at that point. No one
0: cares. That's true. But it's December and real cold in Chicago. In 1882, Nicole. No one cares. <laughs> Me and my little empathetic heart over here is having a hard time with this. Yeah. Well, I, we're not even talking about cats. I. <laughs> I like every kind of cat.
1: okay? <laughs> So by 1900 businesses had begun putting up lights behind their windows just as displays which was still 18 years later. <laughs> I forgot what year we started in. 1882. Uh, yes. But in 1895, okay. So 13, 13 years, years after Johnson <laughs> 13 years <laughs> after Johnson put the things in his window Grover Cleveland became the first, or no, Grover Cleveland sponsored the first electrically lit Christmas tree in the White House. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't cool. say that he, you know, <laughs> he didn't put it there. He just said, sure, let's go for it. <laughs> he sponsored it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he paid for it.
1: Exactly. I just like the wording. He sponsored it. <laughs> like, it's a Christmas tree, and what is essentially his home at that point? <laughs> right. <laughs> I have two facts. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Before you spit out your facts. Good, because I'm realizing now that they're different things, and I thought that they were the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you a colored Christmas light person? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to that. Christ- we'll get to all of that stuff after my facts. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said I have few notes, and then we can just talk about it. <laughs> talk about it? Okay. Yeah. So, because they were expensive... It was expensive. It was an expensive, it was new technology and it was expensive to afford. So they actually didn't really catch on in like individual homes until 1930. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. And even at that point, it was still not super common. Like a lot of people were still using candles until the 50s. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a long time. I know. Like my grandparents were alive. Like, well, they had,
1: they had like, video recording technology already and we still were using candles and trees
0: weird Uh, yeah that's wild to me we literally had fire departments that were teaching people not to do that i'm sure and people were still doing it
1: well yeah i mean how many times do people change their lint trap hey empty your lint trap every time because that is the number one cause of house fires
0: wait people don't empty their lint traps not every time what the fuck yeah That is the number one cause of house fires. Empty it every time. That blows my mind because I empty mine every time and that's the way I've always been taught and known everyone I've ever known does that every time.
1: Even (sighs) I empty I empty my shared one every time at my apartment, which is gross (laughs) because it's other people's (laughs) lint.
0: Yes, I also have done that. Yeah. Prior to washing or drying my own clothes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. later lint I guess I'd done it like that but it didn't occur to me that other people don't do that yeah weird yeah
1: so the this is a little bit iffy okay so the first recorded uses of electric string lights outside like outside of buildings uh, were San Diego in 1904, Appleton Wisconsin in 1909 and New York City in 1912 and then McAdenville North Carolina, I'm saying it how it's spelled, so I'm gonna say McAdenville. (laughs) Claims that it was the first to use them outside in nineteen fifty-six. So I don't know what the discrepancy is there and why the first recorded uses were three times before that, (laughs) and how they get to claim that. Because there was another sentence after that in the article that did say like they were the first to like put it on they were the first city to string them on evergreen trees outside. So instead of, like, bringing the tree inside, they were, like, hanging them up outside so, like, everyone could enjoy it. But that was 1956, so I don't know what the other three recorded uses were. That's all very confusing to me. That is a very confusing factoid. Yes. So I don't actually know if it was 1904, 1909, and 1912, or if it was actually 1956. (laughs) But... That was basically all my notes. Oh,
0: yeah, you no. Know. Okay, so now can here. we talk about, yes. are you a colored light or white person? Mm-hmm. Okay, which one are you? Colored. Colored. <laughs> really?
1: Yes. The ones that we See, have hanging basic... up right now are colored. If I'm putting them in a tree, I want colored
0: lights. I don't want white lights. <laughs> See, I'm too much of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I no. like the white with my specific colored balls. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not that person I, at all. <laughs> I have my own personal ornaments that have been gifted to me and I've, like, bought in over the years that, like, mean things that I put up. Mm-hmm. But, like, the color theme of my, the, my tree has a color theme every year. A lot of times it's the same because I've had the same ornaments for <laughs> no. eight years, but <laughs> I disagree. <that's> <laughs> that is not.
1: One or two years when my uncles were living with us, we did the, like, theme, Mm -hmm. but other than that we have all the Christmas ornaments that are like the old wooden Christmas ornaments that we've had since my brother was a kid at least yeah Yeah. and that's what we do and we put colored lights and we have (laughs) a thousand packages of this tinsel that they probably don't make anymore (laughs) it's insane I don't know where they bought this tinsel and why they bought so much of it (laughs) (laughs)
0: My mom also had the tinsel. She was all about the tinsel. See, okay, my mom and I are very different. My mom is a lot like you, Mm -hmm. like, very, like, traditional, very color, very, like, she has Christmas ornaments from, like, her great-great-grandparents, like, (laughs) all the ornaments from when we were kids, like, when she's accumulated for us over the years that she'll give us or that we'll acquire when she passes, like... Those types of things. That's why I'm able to have my, like, nice, pretty little Christmas tree, because I'm not at that point in my life where I've acquired those items yet. Yeah. So that's why right now I can have my nice white light Christmas tree with my perfect little colored ornaments. and.
1: Yeah. I like when I'm, like, out in the world during Christmas, and I see a nice tree display with all the, like, nice white lights and all of that. But it feels very much unfeeling. <laughs> Like, it feels like a a public display kind of thing and not like, hey, this is my house and, like,
0: these are our, you know, memories and (laughs) all of that. For me, though, I like white lights in general. I like the soft light. So any, like, bright light that is not, like, a white or, like, a soft pink or soft yellow, Mm -hmm. it just, it's very much not my cup of tea (laughs) in general. So I think that matches my personality, like, really well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's why I was super curious as to what kind of person you were. And I, pr- I kind of had this inclination that <laughs> you're going to say colored lights. <laughs> yeah. Colored lights. Colored lights for the win.
1: Yes. So I figured out why they call them fairy lights. That right. was also in the article. So the Savoy Theater in the 1800s, I guess, must have been, became the first building to have fully electric lighting or something okay i don't know but it was a theater and they were they were putting on a play or an opera i can't remember but basically he gave all of the like the director gave all the little fairy characters like little lights and that's why they're called oh, fairy lights <laughs> yeah that's adorable yeah so that's why they're called fairy lights also i haven't gone to like a like a drive through christmas display or like a zoo lights or like a peacock lane in so no long. no not since i left washington
0: well guess what dude what my graduation is in december and i'm pretty sure that's prime zoo lights se- season in phoenix so I checked, we should go. and i don't remember <laughs> i am almost certain that they do a zoo lights there so they do do that but i don't remember the dates I okay, so I know I they think do boosy lights, and I think there's December a second one.
1: in January. Maybe they also okay. do boo lights. I think they do boo lights in October. That's adorable. Yeah, but we should do it while I'm there. Yeah, in December, definitely. But yeah, I just love string lights. Is a very hard topic to find anything on that is separate from Christmas lights because that's basically what they were created for.
0: Yeah, I like them for mood lighting, for sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: That's why I have them in my room, because I don't want to shell out the money for, like, a floor lamp that I then have to figure out how to fucking pack up and move, because I get bored and move a lot.
0: A lot. (laughs) And it's just easier
1: to have string lights, and also they're super cute. Right? you just plug it into your little wall, and you got, like, a whole string of little paper lanterns. Yeah. So they're super cute. And I like when... I go to a restaurant. We sit on the patio when they have like little string lights out there. There's a Mexican place like a couple blocks from our apartment, and then the back patio they have like this giant old oak tree, and they've like wrapped it all with like the white lights. And when it like Aww. yeah, when it starts to get dark, they plug it in, and it's like nice little patio lighting. Yeah, I just like Christmas lights and string lights in general for some mood lighting.
0: I love that. Yeah. I-, I do. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at my salt lamp, and I'm like. <laughs> really inspired now to go purchase some lights after this and I probably will yeah (laughs) you
1: definitely should they're super fun
0: so I feel like we've kind of talked about this topic um a little bit throughout our shelter in place Mm -hmm. quarters but I hosted a ritual happy hour on Friday at work what does ritual happy hour mean (laughs) um so basically I set up a zoom meeting and all of my coworkers join and we all have drinks and we all hang out and talk on Friday specifically we played bingo Hmm. that was cool I like bingo. <laughs> I had virtual bingo cards I sent everybody links to and they each had three assigned to them. And then I had like my little bingo cage and I was the caller and it worked out great. Nice. Uh, my boss ended up winning. And since he's the boss, he's like, hey, uh, I want to give you my gift card because mm-hmm. you set all this up as a thank you. That's and nice. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. So now mm-hmm. I have $25 in Amazon gifts. Nice. So after we get off this, I <laughs> am definitely going to go buy some lights. <laughs> <For that. laughs> I will. I'll send you a <laughs> picture of the ones I have. Please do. Yep. Those are super... They sound cute. Um, Anyways, I just got to thinking after that, like, how cool is it that we are in 2020 and we have just the freaking technology to, one, sit here face-to-face, you and I, every week, not only see each other and talk to each other, but record and produce content for our listeners. That's just amazing. And to be able to host happy hours... For my coworkers, one of my friends and I on Thursday sat and had a two and a half hour heart to heart, the deepest conversation I've had in a really, really long time. I think for both her and I, it was just, I think we leveled up our friendship, there, which was awesome. But it just, how freaking cool is it that in the midst of everything that's happening right now, we have the technology to get through it. Had this happened 15, 20 years ago, where would we be? Like, what, what would be happening right now? What it, I mean, pandemics happened before, but I don't think to this scale, I mean, I think that cholera was pretty fucking bad. Okay, I agree with that. But like, we're so intertwined as a world right I think now, it's like just with airplanes. So much,
1: it feels bigger because we can see what's
0: happening everywhere else. Exactly, I guess. And that's kind of where I was like, "Wow, technology is super cool." Mm-hmm. So that's my topic this week is just technology. And part of my post-college experience is to kind of embrace that grateful attitude. So just be really thankful for technology and the gift of being able to do this every week and stay in touch with my friends during this pandemic and really just be glad to live in the weird 2020. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not 1956 when we have candles in the windows. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, some super popular technology right now, obviously the face-to-face video call apps like Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, Facebook Messenger. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with isolation and being alone. That's actually going to play and, into my topic a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's is perfect. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people struggle with isolation, being alone. And I feel like th- having the tools, like the technological tools to address that, um, even just a little bit, is a literal lifesaver for a lot of people. Um, like I said, was just really thankful that we're living in this time right now. Yeah, I want to get a little bit dark here, but like, okay. I because
1: of the way I use Instagram, I know people like, I mean, I know people in other countries from it, but I know people in basically every state. Yeah. And like, some of those people are in New York where it's like really bad, including my family, but that's not, we're not talking about my family right now. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, one of the people that I know from Instagram, like, her grandmother died because of COVID, and I can't tell if also her aunt died. It was a little unclear, but they both lived together, but, like, they couldn't get together, so they had to have the funeral just, like, on Zoom. Like, that fucking sucks. That does fucking suck. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> God. My friend But Mackenzie... they were
1: at least able
0: to do something. Right. Right? Exactly. Yeah. My friend Mackenzie's dad passed away of a heart attack. Um, they think he was in that weird phase where they only tested him for coronavirus. They didn't give him the antibody test. Yeah. Um, so they think he may have been just outside of being testing positive for corona. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talked it up to a heart attack. But they were lucky and were able to have... It was late enough in shelter-in-place that they were able to have um, a three-person viewing... Um, So she was, she took her, her sister and her daughter um, to the funeral home and they got to say their goodbyes there. But like, like you're saying, like, what a gift for even in the darkest of people's times to be able to celebrate people's lives and who they were as individuals via technology. Like, that sucks and it's not the way any of us obviously want to celebrate that person's life. but. Like I said, just having that available to us at an affordable cost even. Yeah. I have premium Zoom and it's only twelve seventy four a month. Like, that's pretty... I pay more than that for my music subscription. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's... I just think it's really cool that we have those those types of things available. Um, some of the big tech companies, obviously. Apple, big one, number one. Facebook, Microsoft, uh, Amazon. You don't think about it. Um, but having stuff in work in the tech field, like, their web it. hosting, <laughs> <laughs> their web hosting services is where they get a large majority of their money. Uh, yeah, in I mean, fact, Amazon Prime, they're putting out their own original programming and shit. Exactly. Just all of those companies. Zoom is really big right now. Uh, Skype, even before that, I feel like Skype's been one of the l- most long standing. Skype is popular when I was like, mm-hmm. 16. Yeah, it's not the it's not it wasn't my
1: my face to face of choice back then but yeah no
0: i like it now i feel like it's come a long ways and and mm-hmm. what it what it is that said what are your favorite tech items okay
1: <laughs> i'm not really a huge tech person i'll like plug in my phone for the weekend and just leave it there <laughs> yeah i don't i mean i am currently using actively three different tech items because i have my mic so we can record and then i have my computer which we're recording onto and then my internet cuts out so i have to use my ipad to do the Skype. <laughs> <laughs> just propped up against my computer screen and also the tv on but on pause i mean i guess tv is my favorite tech item yeah i'm mean, just not a huge tech person that's my brother
0: <laughs> yeah but mine is obviously uh either my iphone or my ipad Yeah, Uh, I'm glued to one of those all the time if it's not my iPad or my iPhone but see like also when I'm out with friends I typically tend to forget my phone exists Mm -hmm. and just keep it away so while it's my favorite item I'm also not like I said glued to it but I'm not actually glued to it because I'm an adult and know when the appropriate time is to use it Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyways uh, another cool tech item I think of it as a little robot my cricket like it's not explain to people what that is Okay, because it's also not spelled how I thought that it would be spelled, and I've been saying it differently. (laughs) Okay, so it's C-R-I-C-U-T, and what a Cricut is, is it's a little machine. It's basically a crafting machine. Uh, You can cut vinyl, you can cut thin balsa wood, you can cut fabric. Uh, There's different attachments for it. Um, What I do is I create on my iPad. Cricut has an app, a designing app, where you can create your designs and then transfer them via Bluetooth to the machine itself. And the machine will cut them out uh, based on some sort of whatever fabric you're using stuck to a specific mat for that fabric. Yeah. But it's just a cool little piece. I think of it as a little robot. Like, essentially, that's what it is. I tell it what to do. It does it via Bluetooth. And I get to create cool things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's another cool piece of technology that that exists that some people may not know about but is big in my world. Yeah. If you're not, like,
1: a A crafter. crafter... I mean, I say that TV is my favorite just because I like TV, but if we're being completely honest, if I had to get rid of all of my tech except for
0: one thing, it would probably be my computer. I feel like computers are super universal, and you have a Mac, which is... Yeah. It's basically a giant phone. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So why would you need anything else other than that? It could do... You could play movies on it. You could watch TV on it. You can play music on it. You can talk to your friends on it. All of the things things I do on it anyway. (laughs) exactly all the things i use my
1: phone for in one spot yeah yeah i was never really like a video game person either
0: me either as i've gotten older i've gotten a little more interested in them i think just because time is allowed for that yeah um i like animal crossing that's pretty much it
1: (laughs) and no i do not have the new one because i don't have a switch because i'm not spending money on that (laughs) <laughs> I do not have hundreds of dollars to spend on a Switch so I can play one game.
0: Yeah. My sister's husband bought that for her for her birthday. That was her birthday gift. Yeah. And I was like, cool. That's awesome. I want to buy that, but that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the people I work with, she has a Switch. She dropped one of the controllers and it broke and the replacement is like 70 bucks. I'm like, that's
0: so what? much money. Yeah. For one controller? Yeah. My Lanta. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I think my first big introduction to like big tech was two items. One, an Xbox 360 back when they came out. (laughs) Actually not even a 360. It's just the basic Xbox. (laughs) Back in like 2005. (laughs) I don't know. Let me text my brother. (laughs) I think it was like 2005 Uh, ish. 2005 or 2008 when they came out. Mm -hmm. No, God, way before 2008 Mm -hmm. Xboxes. They came out in like... I don't know. (laughs) That's so not a world I was... Like two thousand two, I think. I had a really, PS two. I'm gonna look this up. So my first introductions were the original Xbox, which was this were released in two thousand one. I think we got one in like two thousand three. Uh, my dad got an inheritance from his grandma and he wanted to buy us something cool, so he bought us an Xbox, which I thought was legit. Um and then Sorry, did you say two thousand three? Yeah. That was
1: before I lived in Washington. <laughs>
0: That's when we they were didn't released. even know each other. No. It was well before you lived in Washington. <laughs> yeah. Two whole um, years. <laughs> yeah. I think I was like in the fifth grade. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyways. My next introduction to like tech was an iPod touch. I had an iPod touch before I had a phone. Mm-hmm. Um and Same. I love that thing to pieces. Um so that was like my next big introduction to tech. Then it was the like flip phone and then my dad bought me a laptop for college and now I'm dating someone who's in tech, so We have all the technological things in our house. (laughs) Yeah. My brother is a lot older than me, as we discussed at the the top of the show.
1: (laughs) So he was already, like, into, like, tech and stuff. So I don't remember when I got my own computer, but I was probably too young to have my own computer. (laughs) Because, like, my parents, like, upgraded and I just got their old one. But I was definitely in, like, second grade, probably. (laughs) Do you want to know the first computer penis I ever? Saw? <laughs> oh, I, that's not. It took me a while. I don't think that happened to me until uh, I moved to Washington. But because I went to do private, do you want another? F- I went to private school, so was do it? You want to know the I'm first sorry. Point? Was it because of me? Yes. <laughs> was it? Was it Pete Wentz?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it took oh. me a while. Bet it took me even longer because you showed it to me. Oh man. I remember being in your parents' basement, being on their computer, in their leather chair, looking at Pete (laughs) Wentz's penis, and we're, like, giggling the whole goddamn time because we were, like, eighth grade, I think. It was eighth grade. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I thought you would appreciate that. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah. I'm really glad I remember that experience for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Enough about tech. What's your topic? Okay. So my second topic is a YouTube channel called Sorted Food. (laughs) Sorted Food. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Sorted Food. S-O-R-T-E-D. Because when they were... Okay. I remember them being, like, really popular when I first started watching YouTube in, like, 2014, 2015. Because we lived together. Mm -hmm. And they're all, they're English. Well, they're from the UK. One of them is Scottish. But they just say, sorted food. And I'm like, are you saying sorted? Or are you saying sorted, like D-I-D, like grim? (laughs) Like, what what are you saying? No one would ever spell it. And I'm like, what the fuck is your channel called? Sorted. I'm like, what is your channel called? So I... Have been watching a lot basically. That's all I've been watching for like the last week. Sorted food. Sorted food. I got back into it because I used to watch them off and on back like I said in like 2015 probably. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I saw them I don't know. It just like popped up in my recommendations, I think, and I was like, you know what? I'll give them a try again. And they're still great.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I ever went away. <laughs> I I love when I come across things like that.
1: Well, I watched like a lot of the little like the British YouTubers like, okay, (laughs) this is going to sound like a bunch of nonsense to anyone who's not like a YouTube watcher, but like I would watch, you know, Zoella and like all of that crew. And really the only one I still watch from that group is uh, Louise. So sorted food. Is a British YouTube cooking channel and food website created by old school friends from, I'm not English, but I'm gonna say this how it's spelled and hope that I have all my like word segments right. Hertfordshire. So it is five dudes. As far as I can tell, they're all about 32.
0: <laughs> okay. So oh, it's surprisingly difficult That's very specific.
1: Well, two years ago, there was an article written about them in September of 2018, and at that point, they were either 30 or 31. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that they're around 32. <laughs> Good call. Um, But, okay, so it is five guys. They are broken up into, there are two chefs, and there are three normals. Not amateurs, because people look down on the word amateur, they're just... Normal, everyday guys who like to cook. That's cool. So Jamie Spafford, Mike Huddlestone, and Barry Taylor are the normals. And the two chefs are Ben Eberle and James Curry. So the first four, uh, Jamie, Mike, Barry, and Ben, went to school together, went off. Some of them, you know, (laughs) like they did their own things. They're still friends. Ben went to culinary school so in college, they would, like, ask him, like, like, what do I make? Because I'm tired of eating, like, fucking ramen. <laughs> like And chicken and rice. Yeah. So he would just, like, send them, like, easy recipes that they can make, you know, while going to school, because it's affordable and it's easy and quick. Mm-hmm. And he met James at culinary school. So when the channel started, it was the first four, so three normals and Ben, the chef. And then four years later... Because they started in 2010, so they've been around for 10 years. Mm -hmm. In 2014, James came on as a development chef, so he was like behind the camera, like you know, helping create recipes that they're then going to film. Mm -hmm. And then he started appearing in front of the camera because, let's face it, he's a Scottish hunk. (laughs) He's (laughs) he's big. He's (laughs) ginger. He's pretty buff. (laughs) That's all everyone needs. And he has an accent, duh. I mean, they all have accents, but he is Scottish, so. When I looked it up this morning, around 10.30, we'll say, (laughs) their channel, Sorted Food, had uh, 2.38 million subs. Woo! Yes. I saw another count from April that was 2.37. So in, like, a month, they gained... However, many more subs that is.
0: It's a lot. Yeah.
1: And they were over 574 million views. Like their total views is over half a billion. Jesus. Yeah. It's insane. Right? I mean, it's just like five charming
0: Brits, basically. So. Well, I was given a voice for radio, not a face for TV. <laughs> so we're stuck with podcasts. Sorry, friends. <laughs> but so, damn. Yeah. That's a lot. 574 million. Yeah. That's well over half a billion. Yeah.
1: So they currently have, okay, well, I was in their Wikipedia, they listed three, um, like, ongoing series. I could come up with more if I think about it because I'm watching a different one right now. <laughs> I have it paused on the TV. Uh, it's the mystery box that I was talking about before. Yeah. Which is a part of a different series. So I don't know when this article was written. But they have uh, testing kitchen gadgets is kind of what they're known for. Like if they're going to go guest on a different channel, that's what they're going to do. They're just going to like find some like random ass gadgets from like Amazon. Or if they're in America, they'll just like go to Target or something like buy weird stuff. (laughs) So they uh, do testing kitchen gadgets. They have ultimate battles, which is where two of the normals take on something like I was watching one earlier that was a Valentine's one. So all three of the normals created a dish. One did like the appetizer, one entree and one dessert. And then they like they each present their thing and then the chefs decide whose was the best. It's just fun to see <laughs> normal people cooking fancy food. I agree. I see I think I would like this this one yeah. a lot. And then my favorite and the most interesting like setup to me is their pass it on challenges. So this one's wild. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's all five of them. As long as our f- all five of them are there. If someone's like sick or on vacation, then they'll just do it without that person. <laughs> but it's almost always all five of them, which is rare because it's usually two or three of them in a video. So they are given like a prompt so, or like a category. So it'll be like, you know, dessert or whatever. And then they're all cooking. They're all collaborating to finish this dish. But only the person who is cooking at that time can see what's happening so they each have 10 minutes so it'll be like a 50 minute time frame they each have 10 minutes the everyone who's not in the kitchen is has headphones on and they're like either looking away or they're in a different room okay (laughs) and they don't know what's happening in the kitchen because they have headphones on and they can't see so the first person will go in and decide hey it's dessert i'm gonna make creme brulee or whatever." so they'll like get all the like cream and stuff and all the like chocolate whatever ingredients they need and they'll also get like berries and sugar and flour because they can't remember how to make a creme brulee but just in case right so (laughs) they like set everything up or whatever and then their 10 minutes is over because they spent eight of them trying to figure out if they were going to do creme brulee or not (laughs) their 10 minutes is up their (laughs) turn is over so they go get the next person the next person doesn't know that they're making creme brulee all they see is the ingredients are, that are on the table so they're like oh obviously we're doing pancakes or whatever <laughs> like they don't know what's happening and like if you're like halfway through something you you're like you know you're making a burger can't tell the other person you can't tell the other person you can't communicate what you're doing they were making burger one time and they had to use kitchen gadgets and one of them was like a microwave a bowl like grill pan for burgers they didn't know okay. if that was the gadget that the other person had to use. So they, they just ended up making new burgers. And the, the one person, like the one thing that that person actually did, never made it on the plate because they didn't know that there was a burger in the microwave.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's fun because like at the beginning, it will be like, cool, I'm going to make this like lemon pasta and it'll end up being like risotto. And it's like, where did the rice come from?
0: <laughs> Dude, that's that's like telephone, but for cooking. Exactly. It's fun. I like it. <laughs> what is that one called again? Pass it on. I have to watch that. Yeah.
1: Look up Sorted Food Pass It On. My
0: favorite is the Food Trends episode. Okay. So Fairy Lights and Pass It On yes. tonight. <laughs> yes. Those are my, my tasks. Yes.
1: I will literally send you a link for my favorite Pass It On <laughs> because it's great. Please do. Okay. So... They're like... People fucking like these guys, right? They're great. We love them.
0: 574 million views? Yes. Yes. People love them. So
1: in 2011, they won the Banff World Media Festival's Best Online Program Entertainment Award. Okay. In 2014, they were listed fourth on The Guardian's 30 Under 30 Top Young People to Watch in Digital Media out of, you know, 30. So (laughs) they got fourth (laughs) out of 30. Also in 2014 they won the Guild of Food Writers News Media Award. Ben has won the Good Food Channel's Market Kitchen Search for Next Celebrity Chef. In 2017, they won the UK Blog Awards Best Online Content Award. So they have also, they have like a subscription like membership. So you go on and you sign up and you pay however much it is for the membership. And then you get access to things like their cookbooks and their podcast and they have a few apps and I think one of the apps you they have like basically just like videos (laughs) like video tutorials of like here's how to make shakshuka and stuff like that so
0: oh my god I need that in my life yeah
1: so that's cool and yeah it's like I mean it's just video so there's at least narration and videos of how to do it but I'm gonna let you guess how many cookbooks they have published in the 10 years that they have been on YouTube. 17. Well, you overshot, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it is 12, which is a wild number of cookbooks. In 10 years. Yes. It's
0: like oh, more than one per it's year. It's
1: actually, it is more than one per year, but not mathematically. Because the first one they actually put out in 2008, but they're actual, they this current YouTube channel as it is today was created in March, 2010. So they might have had a presence before as just like a blog or something. Mm-hmm. And they were basically either in or right out of college at that point. So That's super cool. Good for them. So <laughs> I'm going to read you. It's a lot. It's a lot because I'll tell you. So in the first one in 28, they put out Sorted, a recipe for student survival. 2010, Sorted, a rookie's guide to crack and cooking. In 2012, they put out Beginners Get Sorted. 2013 was Food with Friends. So those were all their, like, pre-membership service cookbooks. When you sign up for the membership, you get a subscription to the book club. And they put out a new cookbook every three months on that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's insane. So in 20- in November of 2017, they put out their first one under the membership service book club, Desserts and Duvet yeah desserts in duvets in april 2018 you are sorted in july 2018 can't <laughs> it's the cba 2c book and it means can't be arse to cook book <laughs> which is not a phrase that we say in america but i Mm-mm. think it's hilarious and i love it in november of 2018 which is their third of that year is bucket list which is curated by them and also members of their crew and just like other like members of the community and some of their friends and stuff. Like, they just
0: all have a recipe in there. That's fun. Yeah. That's, like, a cool way to, like, recognize the people in your life. Yeah, exactly.
1: In April of 2019, they put out AM Menu, which is all breakfasts. In September, they took a while for this one for some reason, probably because none of them are vegan or vegetarian. But in (laughs) September of 2019, they put out Hero Veg. And then a month later, in November of 2019, they put out Smart Kitchen Guide, which is like how to cook with like budgets and making better choices and stuff. And then uh April of 2020, last month, they put out a new book called Cooking to the Beat, which is like they have like menus and each song has like a play or each item has like a playlist that goes with it. So they're all curated to like fit the mood, which I think is oh a really God. cool concept.
0: I love that. Yeah,
1: I think that one's really fun.
0: If I was to buy one, yeah, yeah. that would be the one. Yeah, they're great.
1: Uh, we love them. They're, Ben's probably my favorite because he's, A, the chef. You know I love a chef. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, he's the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> right up your alley. All yeah. of those things. Yes. So we love Ben. They also do a, um, or have done in the past, like, destination videos like they did a two video series in puerto rico they were there for like 48 hours and they basically just like took tips from like twitter and stuff like they asked people hey we're gonna be in puerto rico what are the things we absolutely have to do uh mike and ben drove three hours round trip to get ice cream (laughs) like they were taking it serious yeah so they do that kind of stuff and they've won um they've been recognized for that kind of work. Not humanitarian, but like bringing to light different communities and just, you know.
0: Cultures, yeah. yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. So I think that's cool.
0: They're fun. We they love sound them. They like really cool people. Yeah. All right. Did you have anything else to say about my British boys? I did not, except for that I'm excited to uh, dive in. into some of their stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> You're excited to drown in the British pool. Yes. yes. They're lovely and fun. Um Yeah. So, I I mean, I guess that was it. (laughs) That was the end of my notes. So, is this the end of Big Ten? It is the end of Big Ten.
0: Hot damn. Look at us, the official podcasters.
1: I know. Ten episodes is so weird.
0: Dude, in two weeks, we'll have 12, (laughs) which means we've been doing this for three whole months.
1: Yeah. That's like a quarter of a year, dude. I know. Can you imagine when we're at... 52 episodes. will be a, a full, full year.
0: year. I'm really curious to see what that looks like in the world. Yeah. Like what the world looks like in 52 episodes.
1: Yeah. You can go ahead and check us out on SoundCloud at yes Dude Podcast. Give us a like and a comment on our episode if you like it. Even if you don't, say something nice, maybe. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> we are also yes dude podcast go ahead and give us a review and a rating over there five stars give us five stars and a review and find us on instagram and twitter at yes dude podcast sometimes
0: i'm late putting up our instagram post <laughs> like this week i put it up today same i'm not very good at updating on twitter but i'm getting better so bear with me guys <laughs> yeah
1: like our stuff follow us on those platforms
0: and my birthday's next week (laughs) heck yeah dude that's exciting
1: (laughs) I know I'm gonna be real bum (laughs) we'll have to do a happy
0: birthday episode I know so I will talk to you next week sounds good talk to you later okay bye bye